Does season two take place entirely at sea? I get that we have a couple of new water guys, and I'm certain that water guys is the official military designation for them, but this is the third episode in a row now that's open with the promise of a rollicking sea adventure. You guys know the theme song mentions land, sea, and air, right? We open with a pretty solid hook, the decommissioning of an old naval ship, the titular USS Montana, and some serious bureaucratic backbiting between its outgoing CO and some old admiral we've never met before. Is there a more tried and true formula for capturing a child's imagination? If so, I've never heard of it. Then Cobra shows up to steal the Montana. Robots! Cobra battle android troopers to be exact! Of course General Hawk is the type to say, um, actually they're not robots, they're androids. Cause of course he is. Turns out Cobra arranged this little takeover ahead of time with Admiral Latimer here, who would rather serve them than retire. And... That's actually a really good idea for a story, honestly. This is some Captain Kirk doesn't want to be stuck behind a desk in his old age shit here. And you know, faced with the choice of having a boat or letting General Hawk get swarmed by robots, excuse the hell out of me, androids, I'd take the boat. And I don't have the first idea how to drive a boat. So the human equivalent of Optimus Prime gets tossed overboard and this is his reaction. <laughs> wow. This is the guy who came in and accused the team of being soft a few weeks ago. Meanwhile, Destro tests Latimer's loyalties to his new snaky overlords by ordering him to fire on some US naval ships, which he does without hesitation. Dude is not fucking around. In fairness, these are all retired ships anyway, but Destro's next test is Norfolk, Virginia, where there are a number of actual active ships. And we all know Latimer's going to cave at some point, one, because he's not a traitor, but two, because making a cartoon about treason is a capital offense. It's in the Constitution. The Joes swarm in to do that thing the title says, but Destro's ready with some kind of force field slash EMP thingy, and I just have to wonder where the hell this technology's been for the past 72 episodes. But then I suppose you might as well ask why they don't make the entire plane out of the black box, or make every episode star the Baroness, Cobra Commander, and Dr. Mindbender. Some questions are just unanswerable. Admiral Latimer is so impressed that he changes his shirt, and for a guy who who's worn variations on the same shirt for like 50 years, that actually means he's quite impressed. Meanwhile, General Hawk asks for volunteers for a risky, strictly off the books mission. And while we've all seen this sort of thing a million times in every show and movie about a military organization, I don't think it really works if it comes from the actual top guy in charge. I think when you accept the position of King of G.I. Joe, which is definitely his official military designation, you give up your right to do anything off the record. Which also means that this... <laughs> is officially on the record forever. Anyway, everyone volunteers because of course they do. The plan is to use the USS Constitution, the oldest active duty ship in the Navy, to take back the Montana. No electricity, no susceptibility to electromagnetic pulses. This is not entirely an unclever plan, which is why a slightly modified version of it was basically the premise for the Battlestar Galactica reboot about 20 years later. Then again, the fact that they have to haul the thing out there by helicopter instead of, hear me out here, sailing it, probably doesn't bode well. The MPs come running out at the sight of this if you were wondering just how off the books this mission was. So now both Cobra and G.I. Joe have stolen US Navy property. Who are the bad guys in the show supposed to be anyway? Okay, fine, it's the guys who actually blew up a bunch of other ships and intend to blow up even more, but you can see my point, I think. Then Shipwreck does this. Avast there, you pasty-faced, sour-nosed, rickety-minded landlubbers! You've lashed the mizzen to the mainmast! 
Do you want to sink us? The best part of this, and there are a lot of things to choose from here, let's be clear, is that he found a tiny shirt, hat, and eye patch for Polly. The Joes catch up to the Montana and board it like pirates, and honestly, this might be the first time that I've thought they, as a team, are actually kinda cool. Still not as cool as a guy with a metal-plated face stealing a destroyer with an army of robots. Fuck you, I'm calling them robots. But it's still cooler than they've ever collectively been before. During the fight, the Joes take out Destro's new device. They've destroyed the modulator! That creature has destroyed my space modulator! Latimer decides that it would be sensible to surrender now, leading Destro to bitch-slap him and leave him for dead. Huh. I was certain he wasn't going to give up until he was faced with having to fire on actual living guys. That just seemed like this episode's logical conclusion to me. I also did not predict that I would see a parrot wearing a tiny sweater. So I guess the show can still keep me guessing in a few different ways.